Here we go. It's a lucky number. You got yourselves a quarter in your pocket? Because it's day 25 of the 31 days of dread. And it is go time because we're almost rounding out my list of universal monster movies. This is one of the through lines of the 31 days of dread. Even going back to last year when I started with the original 1931 Universal Studios Bela Lugosi starring Dracula and I continue into day two of this year with the creature from the Black Lagoon and we've done the Wolfman and we've done the Mummy and now it's the Invisible Man. You already hear me fading, you hear that music and those spooky sounds. Let's just hit that intro and get to it. So here's here's the shocking thing, everyone. <laughs> I'm a little bit dressed like the Invisible Man right now, uh, as he appeared in the Universal Studios classic movie, uh, the one I just got done watching. Uh, look, these these movies are uh, they're like a power hour. Uh, I think this one came in at one hour seventeen minutes, and it, it again like blew me away with its uh, narrative, its exactness. Uh, it's minimum characters, minimum sets. Uh, this movie very much, uh, I'm just going to move the microphone real quick, sorry about that. But this movie very much uh, executed everything perfectly, meaning character, story, setting, uh, you know, like it being horror, it was scary, there was a threat level. And yeah, so <laughs> I'm talking to you, uh, I am, I'm like in a scarf. Uh, right now it's already scarf season like it, it turned into scarf season in two short weeks two weeks ago i was sweating my butt off here in center city philadelphia and now now it's scarf season but hey if you already know i'm peter a deluca aka pad your host your boy your horror expert your horror aficionado i am obsessed with the 31 Days of Dread and what Dream Warriors podcast is doing because this is our annual event. We do one of these a year. This is year two and it's one horror movie of day for the entire month of October and right now it's movie 25 and it's day 25 and how does it feel? Now given sometimes uh, some uh, depending on my schedule and how well my brain is getting fried but sometimes you know, I'll I'll release maybe two episodes in one day. Uh, I think there was one or two cases I did three. I had to do three in one day, and if I do that, it's apologies. Uh, very, un- I, you know, like I know sometimes they can they can um, spam your RSSD feed or your subscription feed. I do apologize for that, but it's really um, you know sometimes it's like recording versus releasing, and the the, the two of them hit like head to head. But what I'm doing now. Uh, you know, like I, I'm doing batch recordings. I'm actually at this point, the Invisible Man, and this release is about two weeks out. Uh, that's how far ahead of the uh, like the curb, 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 uh, like I am. So it's very, very important that um, <laughs> I even document the weather, even though two weeks from now it could be completely uh, different. <laughs> there could, you know, who who knows if Phillies. And the, the world's even going to be here. You know, and a, a comet could be streaking towards Earth. And, uh, well, anyway, we'll, we'll never hear my opinions on the Invisible Man. But, yeah, so it's kind of funny because the Invisible Man, I would say, is the, um, like, the one franchise. Uh, you know, like, uh, it, I would say, like, it's maybe the one franchise that I have the most uh, connection with. And that's because when I was growing up... Uh, one of the movies that I watched often 
um, <laughs> was the Chevy Chase memoir, Memoirs of Invisible Man. And I don't, like, I don't, like, that's now such a, uh, like, an off-center movie, okay? Because it's really tough to, um, you know, tell people about that because it's, you kind of had to, like, for that movie to hold up, it, you would have to really remember when it came out the timing of it and then when it, it as i got very familiar familiar with memoirs of an invisible man starring Ch the great chevy chase who is robbed today because he literally should be getting endless work he's that funny and he it looks like he gets zero work uh which is be beyond me i don't know how he doesn't get hired 10 times over by now but anyway uh, you know, like, when that movie hit HBO and Cinemax, it was just one of those regular movies that often, uh, would, you know, like, it would come on. It was, I remember a similar connection that I had with, uh, the movie Quick Change, uh, Bill Murray's best movie, I'm sorry, for Scrooge and Groundhog Day fans out there, but Quick Change is by far Bill Murray's best movie. Uh, you know, best dramatic movie? It's gotta be Razor's Edge. But if we're talking Bill Murray... I can talk Bill Murray all day and all night because uh, no, can I? Not really. I'm not really. No, I'm. I take that back. I don't think he's been in that many good movies. I mean, he's been in some good movies, but like, it's not like he's uh, like a Ryan Reynolds where it's just endless greatness. Um, you know, Bill Murray's has had some uh, hiccups, but anyway, anyway, <laughs> a little bit of one of the the. The Dream Warriors things, we'll call it, or tropes, is that anything that's hated, I love. And anything that's loved, I hate it. Period. Like, that's just, I don't know, that's just how my brain works. Uh, maybe it's because I I, I, I want to uh, give credit and nuance to where I think doesn't exist. And, you know, like, I, I had a similar experience two movies from now. Um, you know, day 27 is going to be... Train to Busan, available right now on Netflix. <laughs> and this is another movie that Mark recommended. Uh, you know, if we go back to The Devil's Candy, that might have been day three or four. Uh, you know, that was a recommendation from Mark. I really, really uh, was underwhelmed with Devil's Candy. Train to Busan, almost the same exact thing, where I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, it's... The, the gimmick for the zombies is just stupid, okay? And look, this is a movie. Full adulation came from Edgar Wright on this movie. Edgar Wright's film knowledge is, like, second to Quentin Tarantino uh, and Martin Scorsese, like, on what he could just spin off the top of his head and the connections he makes. Very much like I was also comparing him to, like, Eli Roth. If you ever hear Eli Roth talk about horror movies, you, literally your freaking head spins because it is just endless reference after endless reference, scenario versus scenario, and it's really hard to keep up with, like, those four guys when they speak movie. Edgar Wright loved Jane, Train to Passan. I hated, I did not like Baby Driver. I'm one of the only people, but Mark and I do agree on Baby Driver. Baby Driver was a disappointment uh, on a lot of levels, not just, it, you know, it not being the greatest movie of all time. It was a disappointment that ran deeper than that. Uh, you know, which I thought was perfectly dissected. Uh, that was probably maybe one of the best um, post-movie uh, in-the-car reviews that we did on Dream Warriors was Baby Driver. Mark and I, I think, drove around for about 45 minutes talking about that movie in the car. It was actually pretty amazing. 
Um, but yeah, Mark and I are, we're at contention again on Train to Busan. And, you know, maybe, um, you know, like maybe I can get him here soon to discuss it. I would like to have a, a Pete versus Mark <laughs> battle now over Devil's Candy and Train to Busan because I, I just view the two of them as amazingly well-crafted movies. But uh, there's too many tropes. They're very predictable. Um, you know, like, they hit on every cylinder other than, like, what the hook is and, and like, what the gag is. Like, what what are we really doing here? Like, what's like what's the twist? Uh, the twist for both of them, like, whatever. But anyway, so getting to this movie. So, Invisible Man, 1933. It, this is classified as fantasy science fiction. It actually comes in at 1 hour and 12 minutes. So, again, we don't need long format to tell a good story. Invisible Man essentially could be a stage play. Now, I read this book. I might have been in 8th grade when I read this book. Uh, this I might be the second. I th- I'm pretty sure I read uh, From the Earth to the Moon. Uh, that was my first H.G. Wells book. This might have been my second H.G. Wells book I ever read. And I only read two. And I know that's a fallacy. I promise I will correct that fallacy. And anyone that hears this ever, you can tweet me at AKA Pad and call me out and, and check up on me. Just do it. But let's just hit social media real quick. Instagram, AKA Pad 13. And Facebook, AKA Pad. Twitter and Snapchat. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, one hour, 12 minutes. 1933. <laughs> directed by James Whale. And... I have to say that for a special effects driven movie, Claude Rains, he's the one that portrays Invisible Man by voice. Okay, this is the greatest voice acting gimmick ever. Ever. I'm sorry. Number two, Robin Williams, Aladdin. Okay, boom. But Claude Rains gives you chills. On his madness. See, so the invisible, the plot is this guy, again, isolated scientist, experiments on on himself, solves a problem, becomes invisible, and goes mad from the chemicals. And his family, his friends, and the town are trying to reel him back in, and he just keeps bleeding out you know his insanity he wants he really wants to dominate the world now it's insane because the time that this movie came out totalitarian governments uh the threat of uh fascism was true and real and it was invading europe and it was bleeding you know like the beginnings of this you know um russia and uh, you know you know like for russia alone it, these things, these ideas, were killing people by the millions. Uh, very different today. People want to say things are fascist and Nazi today, and they have no idea what the real reality of those ideologies were, and the pain and the lives that it, it took and inflicted on endless people. I'm talking. We're talking millions. There, no other ideology has killed more people than communism. Period. You know, like that's one of the common grounds. It's if you want to discuss those things with me, go ahead. I'm I'm open. I, and look, I love ideas from everywhere. 
um, but we have to accept that as one of the uh, commonalities as one of the baselines it's hard to have a discussion about even what's happening today if we don't accept some of the absolutes but with that being said um, yeah so this movie so with reading the book so long ago I forgot that the, this is somewhat of a worldwide event inside of the story meaning everyone is looking for the invisible man uh the invisible man is killing people i mean through the movie he's killed hundreds of people he derailed a train <laughs> and he's just wreaking havoc and the special effects in this movie it blew my mind equally to uh day two when i watched creature from the black lagoon uh i wasn't expecting creature from the black lagoon to be shot underwater as much as it has i i wasn't expecting the creature to be in like a quote-unquote wetsuit as much as it appeared on screen um so it's almost just one of those things where i, I had preconceived notion i was expecting kind of schlock visual garbage uh, weak acting uh you know just like the the, the elements of film just not just stating and being there because the film's so old and what i found with the creature from the black lagoon the the sophistication of the special effects and the underwater shooting made that movie so much more impactful probably as impactful now as if i saw it in 1931 and i had the same sensation with the invisible man because he goes invisible and he is invisible and the special effects on this are equal to some some work we even have today okay where it's obvious and we can see an outline and things are maybe a little translucent here and there uh and the, the thing is today there should be no excuse okay in 1931 we excuse it but it makes the 1931 effort all the better and does lessen the effect of what's what we see today now today look we have movies like the transformer movies and infinity war where you can't tell you don't know anything you don't mean like the entire movie could be green screen and you have no idea okay that's the in, that's the height of special effects but if we take that and we like inch it down and take away more budgeting and you know like, talented people and sometimes not so talented people working on these shots the dissection continues and sure like we the sophistication with the green screen today and the way you can key out areas i it's a hundred percent like awesome like it, it's it's a click uh it's, like even rimming hair gets it, it, you know like it, it's just so much more crisp with that being said this movie uh definitely needs to be watched uh of the universal monsters I mean, I don't know, like, which ones are my favorite? I would definitely definitely say The Mummy, because I really dig that love story. This would be number two, because I love the madness of The Invisible Man. Like, he is joyfully mad. He is creepy. Claude Rains, home run voice acting. And then it, it would definitely be Creature, probably um frankenstein dracula and then the wolfman and the reason why wolfman comes in at the rear pun intended is that it the the mystery and some of the the love triangle ish stuff doesn't it, it doesn't really hit exactly home and there's there i don't think there's any real stress that works through that movie 
for it being horror, like there should definitely be moments of stress. But again, you know, with all that being said, though, uh, all of those movies I just named have to be watched. I waited too long. Do you don't wait? They're available on Stars right now. Watch Invisible Man on Stars. Boom, done. Uh, and what's coming up? So there's they have two more movies available. One of them I am filming at the mouth to see, which is Dracula's Bride. Um, or The Bride of Frankenstein, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Bride of Frankenstein. And the other one is Wolfman Meets Frankenstein. A mashup movie. Now, I got the rest of the 31 Days of Dread planned out. Uh, I do have one slot available. I was going to save that for a Netflix series. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing a little bit of this mad rush in recording. Because I want to open up a week for me to watch... 10 episodes of a Netflix show and talk to you guys about it. Um, but with all of that aside, <laughs> I might push one of those movies to post 31 Days of Dread. And at that point, we're looking at maybe episode 103, 104 of Dream Warriors. Uh, 101 most likely will be a 31 Days of Dread recap. And I do want to do something different or you know off-center for Dream Warriors 100, I did actually reach out to Norm back from Dream Warriors 1, and I said, hey, let's do it, and he didn't, it took him 12 hours to respond to the text message, he didn't sound enthusiastic, and he made a sound, and he comes back and goes, well, what day, when were you thinking, and I said, November 1st, as soon as I'm done the 31 Days of Dread, um, and he, and I gave him the day, he didn't fire back anything, I was expecting maybe like a toggle back and forth, like a toggle war to maybe, you know, do we do it on the second, do we do it on the third, uh, whatever. And he literally, that you know, my response to him is, is still left unanswered. And, you know, I sent that text to him well over maybe two weeks ago at this point. And, but look, hey, I get it. a lot of times we work with people, we collaborate with people. Uh, I'm a maniac. There's there's a reason why people like me uh, are alone. <laughs> because we see things, we have vision, uh, and we do everything we can to execute and to maintain that vision uh, at any cost. Uh, most people, what they have in them, they only have a few hours, uh, maybe even like a few days of work. And then they, they, they think that's all they need. And things don't happen in a few days, and they and then they see the mountain, and they they puss out and they run away. This is repeated. Now, look, I can't tell you how many friends of mine. I'm talking even people that worked in like some good positions, uh, slowed down their entire lives, stopped almost everything, to think they could become an artist. And I kind of like uh, that's another contention point between Mark and I. I understand owning a drafting table and doing these things, but. Uh, if, if you're not committing 18 hours a day, day after day, uh, if you're not drawing as soon as you wake up, if you're not crashing out with drawings around you, uh, this was my process in high school. This is how I learned to draw at a pro level, okay? Um, you know, like, people think they can just pick things up and do them. People think they can just start a blog. And no, there is a legitimate level of work and obsession and you can tell if someone's really into something and if they're truly obsessed about it. And if they're not obsessed, 
they're robbing themselves and they're doing themselves a major disservice. And they're kind of robbing you too because they're taking away you and your time. And maybe you might think that they're better for something else and you see them wasting more time. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating for people like me to see others go through that. Am I saying don't be creative and don't dabble in things and this and that? Uh, no, like we have to. I dabble in things I have, I'm completely unqualified for. Uh, but am I making them into like a Dream Warriors level effort? I'm not. Anyway, that was a good tangent. So what, what, what a little bit though, what is, what makes uh, the Invisible Man magnificent? Is it really the, you know, like the reflection of when it was made? Somewhat. I would say, like, you know, that's definitely one of the, like, parts of the equation. That's one of the, the lines of code, if we were to decode the Invisible Man. But the other side is what I'd love to see in movies, which is clear intent. This movie knows exactly what it is and where it's going, and we follow along the way. Um, you know, Chain to Poisson is very much like that. But along the way, I'm disinterested because it's one gag that's just repeated, repeated, repeated. And, you know, and the zombie genre alone doesn't really interest me. It just doesn't. I think it's completely boring. So when I was watching Invisible Man, it did highlight memoirs of Invisible Man, which I like I just want to rush out to see. I, I really do want to do a Dream Warriors episode just on that. And. It did highlight Hollow Man. Like, I, I, Hollow Man, uh, so can we put Hollow Man now in the, the, I think that movie came out in the 90s, might have been 2000, but, you know, Hollow Man is a part of the, this 90s revival with Brain Stoker's Dracula, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, <laughs> Hollow Man, uh, Mary Riley, uh, it, we, you know, Wolf, we have such a wonderful list now of 90s monster revivals. Uh, which I think some of those movies are equal to what came out in, you know, the 30s. Look, it, it doesn't matter which way you approach it. You're not going to make a better Dracula movie than the Francis Ford Coppola uh, Brain Soakers Dracula. You're really not. That movie hits on every note, every cylinder, and has one of the best movie scores and design work. I think Bob Ringwood, uh, Bob Ringwood, did the design work for uh, Brain Soakers Dracula for the actual, uh, you know, costumes. It's And he did amazing work. Everyone contributes it to Mike Magnolia from Hellboy. He, he just did some idea sketch work. It's nothing compared to what, what Bob Ring, Ringwood did. But anyway, and it has mov the movie poster artwork I completely love. Uh, I would say even up until this point, the Mary Shelley's Frankenstein uh, produced by Coppola, directed by Kenneth Branagh, is so much more entertaining than any other version of Frankenstein. Uh, Jack Nicholson's Wolf is, again, immensely more entertaining, period, than even, you know, the Wolfman that we already spoke about. And that's because, again, it's a newer movie, and it's just more exciting to watch some of these concepts in a newer form. Uh, it doesn't take away, and we're not comparing errors, but if you were having a party and you put on Wolf, you you can get a pass. If you put on the black and white Wolfman, you're you're going to get a cupcake smashed in your face. But with that being said, uh, I'm going to let everyone go. Thank you again for joining me. Catch the Invisible Man. It's available on Stars. And tomorrow, uh, day 26, I'm going to give you a hint. I'm not. I'm not even like. This is where I'm upset. 
that my thumbnails and head <laughs> headlines for the episodes in the RSS feed uh, kill the reveal of the movie. But I'm going to give you a hint up. The hint is David Bowie. So, and it's not Labyrinth. Boom. So, any, uh, here's the thing. You, anyone that can guess that contacts me on social media, I'll send you a free drawing. Okay? Yeah, I'll send you a free drawing with the clue David Bowie. And it's in relation to the 31 Days of Dread. I will send you a free drawing from that movie. Okay? I'm picking the subject. I'm not taking the request. But everyone, rock and roll. I love you. And let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Testing one, two, three, four, five. We are live. Oh, let me get that microphone. We're not recording.